Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. The James Webb Telescope has identified a planet that is 120 light years away from Earth that apparently harbors life. Now keep in mind now, the James Webb Telescope wasn't launched until just uh, December of 2021, and here we are already, not even two years later, it's found a planet that has uh, life on it apparently. Um, so when you keep that and when you have that in mind it makes you realize well it's very common apparently right life in other worlds is throughout the galaxy throughout the universe is something that's very common uh it makes me realize that yeah for for sure there's most certainly other life forms out there and not only that uh, some of them are uh more advanced than the human race and that that explains the beings that are that are here and the ships that are here that are not man-made obviously that uh uh, perform in ways that our aircraft cannot and uh, also it also explains the uh, encounters many people have with all different sorts of different kinds of alien beings uh, beings that are things that are obviously uh, intelligent but do not look like us at all well anyway uh, here's an article uh, this is from uh, bro bible nasa's james webb telescope has discovered possible signs of alien life it says NASA's James Webb Telescope has discovered possible evidence of alien life in the atmosphere of a distant exoplanet named K218b. This huge discovery, accepted for publication in the Astrophysical Journal Letters, reveals that researchers using the James Webb Telescope found, found a molecule called dimethyl sulfide, or DMS. This is important because DMS, at least here on Earth, can only be produced by living organisms. So that means uh, most likely there are living organisms on K218b, 120 light years away from Earth. Now, it's interesting, you know, you know James Webb Telescope, which basically is much more advanced than the Hubble Telescope, uh, it was only launched in December of 2021, and here and then a year later, uh, 2022, we got the first images from, from the James Webb Telescope, and here... A year after that, we find a planet already, just like that. Bingo! There it is. Looks like there's life on it. There's DMS there. That means uh, we most likely life. Uh, anyway, continuing here, it says K218b, which is nine times the size of the Earth and located 120 light years from here, also has carbon dioxide and methane in its atmosphere. The detection of these gases could also mean that the exoplanet has water. You know, I, I'll bet the bank there's water there. I'll bet the bank. Anyway, on Earth, DMS is only produced by life. The bulk of it in Earth's atmosphere is emitted from phytoplankton in marine environments, lead author of the study Nico Madhusudan, an astrophysicist and exoplanetary scientist at the University of Cambridge, told BBC News. Our findings underscore the importance of considering diverse habitable environments in the search for life elsewhere, he said in a statement. Traditionally, the search for life on exoplanets has focused primarily on smaller rocky planets, but the larger Hycean worlds are significantly more conducive to atmospheric observations. Next, the researchers will conduct follow-up research with the James Webb Telescope's MIRI, Mid-Infrared mid-infrared instrument spectrograph. These results are the product of just two observations of K218b, with many more on the way, explained research team member Savas Constantino 
of the University of Cambridge. This means our work here is but an early demonstration of what Webb can observe in habitable zone exoplanets. So this is only, that's a good, that's, keep that in mind. This is only a small demonstration of what the James Webb can do. So we're going to find more planets. Wait till you see. Uh, there are going to be other planets that are going to be identified as potentially harboring life. And at some point, they're probably going to be able to prove this. Uh, uh, so it's going to be very interesting. Matthew Sudan added, Our ultimate goal is the identification of life on a habitable exoplanet, which would transform our understanding of our place in the universe. Now, let me just stop there for a second. Uh, my understanding of our place in the universe was transformed a long time ago when I realized that there's already beings from some of these other worlds that surround us here for whatever reason. We don't know why. Uh, probably just explorers. I mean, when you really think about it, uh, there's a lot of beings out there. I think that, you know, there could be uh, just, I think we could be infiltrated right now by beings from various different places, various different locations throughout the galaxy, maybe even from other galaxies. We just don't know. Uh, I, I think it's possible that uh, there are extraterrestrials here that are up to no good. Uh, or maybe we, it is good, we just don't know it, right? But maybe these greys and reptilians and uh, mantids, which are seem to be working together on something, on some project to uh, create a hybrid race of beings for whatever reason. Maybe they're trying to take over the planet that way or something like that. But whatever the case, right, there's other beings in addition to those. All, I mean, I've... <laughs> I study study this on a regular basis. I'm always coming across different uh, different uh, stories of encounters with creatures that do not jibe with with the uh, common ones that are seen that are, a lot of people deal with. You know, a lot of alien abductees seem to deal with all the time the the greys and the reptilians and the uh, praying mantis style creatures. Uh, for instance, I was just uh, reading an article here earlier. Uh, something that happened in 1965 with some very strange beings. And there's a drawing here, too. For people who are watching the video version of this, I'll pull up this drawing as we go through this little article here. It says, uh, and this is from uh, uh, PatrickGross.org. He put a, a, a collection of different stories of uh, UFO encounters and alien encounters together. And here uh, he had a brief summary of this event from 1965 that occurred in Renton, Washington. And this was also featured uh, recently on uh, Preston Dennett's YouTube channel. He had a, this was one of many uh, cases he was talking about. But I want to focus just on this one for now. Uh, it says here, several ufology sources reported that on August 13th, 1965, at about 7 a.m. or 7.30 a.m., Mr. Ryerson from Renton, Washington, USA, dropped off by car his two daughters, Ellen Grace Ryerson, age 16, and Laura Jean Ryerson, age 13, close to Renton at Yas Narita's Beanfield on Russell Road, where the girls apparently worked. As he drove away, so he's taking his, his daughters to this Beanfield, they're going to go to work for, you know, in the in the summer, probably a summer job, they're teenagers. It says here, as he drove away, Mr. Ryerson noticed two unusual, quote, persons, end quote, walking along the side of the road next to the bean field. Ellen Grace and Laura Jean approached these two very unusual beings walking next to the bean field. At first, they thought it was people dressed in Halloween costumes. But as they got closer, they realized that they were something they had never seen before. 
These persons were described as not human, gray-colored like stone, both wearing sleeveless purple vests with V collars over white shirts, and one was five foot two inches tall, the other five foot five inches tall, or both about such heights. The first quote person end quote was described as like a gnome and wrinkled, wearing a funny little hat. He was dancing and jumping around in front of the other being as they approached. He was making a cackling sound that the girls thought sounded like laughter. The other being had a very unusual head. His face was gray, but the back of his head had a pulsating bulbous extension with veins showing through it. On the rest of his cranium, there were large pores and this part of his head was white. His eyes were described as like a frog's eyes. In his mouth, he had a little pipe and he was blowing on it, making a shrill sound. Now, I'm going to stop there for a second. Now, there's an image, there's a drawing here of this, uh, of, of the second creature. I like to see, I would have liked to see a drawing of the first creature too, uh, but very, very strange looking, I must say. Um, <clears throat> it has a, a picture of the, I don't know what you'd call it, like some sort of a, Piper, it's a, it shows a picture of the back of its head. It looks like blood, where it says blood and veins are pulsating. Uh, it has this, and the, and the and the whole top part of its head, the crown of its head, all the way up toward its face. It was white with all these big pores on it, uh, and the, but then its face was gray, uh, and it had a frog-like eye. They only saw one of its eye, and was had some sort of a whistle or something or a pipe in its mouth, and that was and it was making a crazy sound with it. Uh, the the white material it had underneath the purple vest that was like something like white satin. Uh, the pants top was all in one, and uh, it was uh, the, the the white material was all white and shiny, uh, but very strange looking. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. But anyway, here uh, it continues. It says, the descriptions are somewhat differing in the ufology sources, which makes it impossible to differentiate exactly the descriptions of the two beings. Some sources even claim there were three beings. Mentioned are expressionless faces, bulging eyes, white domed heads with white dots where there is hair normally, gray shirt and pants. One was called elf-like or a gnome, sizes being, however, quite similar for the two or different. One source mentions that the clothes had deep pockets and one being had its hands in the pockets, so the girls did not see what its hands were like. Ellen Grace feared that they were going to grab her, so she yelled at her sister to run. The girls fled, and when they looked back after running 50 feet, the beings were nowhere to see. The occurrence was apparently told to the local police in Kent and the Washington State Patrol, and then apparently appeared in the press, then was published in various manners in numerous ufology sources. So some people say there were three uh, beings, and then some sources say there were two, but whatever the case... Uh, these beings looked really weird, and uh, I don't think th- th- these don't sound like they were connected with the uh, common greys or common reptilians or common praying mantis creatures. 
these look these are a lot different. And there's a lot of stories like this. There's so many stories out there where people encounter these creatures that look nothing like anything anyone has ever seen before. I just talked about recently the Johnny Sands story, uh, this musician, uh, country singer back in the 1975 uh, saw, saw UFO and then shortly afterward he was approached by these beings which were, were decidedly not human but his description of them uh, he, he actually had a, uh, an artist draw them, uh, d- the beings for him, and it, they looked completely different than any other description we've ever heard of before. And, uh, you know, I've been suggesting recently also that perhaps men in black are actually part of a group of extraterrestrials that are already here that have infiltrated our planet and are basically infiltrated uh, some governments of the world, uh, per- particularly the United States government for sure, no question. Uh, and they are uh, they, they are basically enforcers. Uh, they are people that when strange things happen, men in black are sent out to find out, okay, because uh, they, 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 for some, behind the scenes, they've claimed this world for themselves and they don't want any other alien being coming here and, and trying to claim it for themselves. So they, when th- weird, weird things happen, they go out and they send out their uh, men in black who... who aliens in disguise perhaps hybrids who knows whatever uh in a lot of cases not all cases but i think some cases men in black are extraterrestrial send them out to question the the people who encountered the these things and uh because they want to find more find out more information about okay what did you encounter okay and then 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 scared them into not trying uh not talking about this publicly uh, but yeah i think that's what's uh possible here but I just want to point out that you know there's a bunch of different weird things out there, and I think that our planet—it's almost just like a, an island. We're an island in space, just uh, and and there's visitors coming here on a regular basis, uh, constantly checking us out. How many times have you heard stories where people witness extraterrestrials taking soil samples? You know, you see they'll see a landed craft and they'll see some little beings out there taking soil samples. Uh, obviously uh, if you're visiting a new planet that's going to be something you're going to want to do i think this is what we're going to be doing i mean look what we're doing right now i mean we, we would be doing the same thing wouldn't we i mean the human race as we go on and, and we move forward uh at some point we're going to be traveling to other worlds i mean if you just look at the progress we've made in the last 150 200 years it's incredible right I mean, look at the what's just with this uh, James Webb telescope story, finding a planet out there that apparently harbors life. It, it, another 100 years from now, what are we going to be doing? 200 years, 300 years, 400 years, 1,000 years. We're going to be looking at, we're going to be searching the galaxy for other planets. And when we find planets that have life on it, what are we going to do? Say the life is, is not as advanced as we are. We're going to... Uh, you know land there we're going to check it out we're going to investigate we're going to keep we're going to keep our distance we're not going to want the uh, the beings that are there the uh, uh the inferior beings uh, technologically we're not going to want them to see us we'll try to do our best so they don't but sometimes accidents will happen and they and, and they will see us but we're going we're, that's, that's what we do we're, we're interested in finding out more information we're interested in the, in the mysteries of the universe and exactly what has happening here with other beings is is what we're going to be doing later on you know i always wonder too you know it's interesting to think about this you know it comes to mind it's uh you wonder like there's i think that there are various could be thousands millions who knows how many different creatures are coming here different beings are coming intelligent beings are coming here 
uh, and do they know about each other uh, or, or, or and are, are they all on uh, various levels of, of, of uh, technology uh, you have to wonder like I, I wonder about that I mean uh, one UFO might be more advanced than another one uh, you know some uh, some flying saucers might have more bells and whistles to it because the, the, the race that's uh, created it is just more technologically advanced than this other race that created this other flying object I mean how many are here I just think that you know, one of the problems here, uh, I, I would have to imagine that, although I believe that the main reason for the cover-up has to be the reverse engineering, I do think that there are other considerations, and it's just the ego of man. Uh, this, the scientific world out there, I, I believe some people, it's going to really crush their egos when they find out that they're not that as intelligent as they think they are. That there are other creatures out there, uh, other beings out there that are more intelligent uh, than we than we are, and that then then they are themselves. You know, it's going to hurt people like Neil deGrasse Tyson, for instance. I don't think he's going to like it too much. You know, he has trouble accept, even considering any of the evidence, the strong evidence that there that we already have. So, you know, like it's going to be def- deflating to a lot of people out there. I, I think what's happening here, right? It's like okay, here's the James Webb Telescope. We, we just found a planet out there it might harbor life we need to do some more research and we'll probably probably be able to say with the uh, uh high level of assurity that uh yes it is there is most certainly life there at some point right and then see we discovered life out there before anybody discovered us there's like some sort of effort it seems uh behind the scenes to let's make it look like we find life out there before we instead of admitting that there's already other beings have found us like that's for some reason that's going to have some impact on the uh, ego of humankind it seems uh, I, I feel like that you know what I say I say to hell with our egos that, that's nonsense that's childish that's childish it's a childish way of looking at things yeah, so we we need to look at this in an entirely different way. I mean, I, I don't think we need to worry about that. Hey, we we were found first by somebody else, apparently. For all we know, we might have been put here by somebody else. We they, we might have been created by these beings. We might be we might be some experiment. For all we know, we just don't know. Uh, there's so many questions, no answers. Anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, recently, I was talking with a person who has who has had encounters with uh, extraterrestrials, and uh, this person was t- told me something really interesting. Uh, the, uh, she said that uh, when she had an encounter with an alien, it felt like she was actually in a spaceship and in her house at the same time. She said that the spaceship was superimposed in the uh, in her room. And uh, I thought that was really strange. And I wonder sometimes, I was actually wondering after I heard this story that, uh, you know, what if sometimes where people get abducted or where, where people encounter extraterrestrials in a room uh, uh, and, and it seems like other people there are knocked out or conked out or something like that. But what if that's not the case? What if what's actually happening is that the extraterrestrials are basically taking a snapshot of or somehow of someone's environment and, and, and then in, in some cases, not all cases, but in some cases taking a snapshot of the environment a person is in. Uh, and then, and then making it making it seem like that's where they still are, like they're still in a room, in their bedroom, for instance. When they are not, they're actually in a spacecraft, and and they uh, they don't realize it because there, there's a, a holographic image all around them that that looks exactly like where where they live. 
I, that's something I, 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 because when I heard this, this, uh, uh, this story from this person, uh, the way she described it, she felt like she said it was, she, she couldn't understand what was going on. She said she felt like she was in her room and the spaceship at the same time. It was almost like uh, the the room was superimposed inside this something else. Like she wasn't where she, you know, she doesn't think it was her room. And that's when I started thinking to myself, well, what if it's possible that that happens sometimes? I, I think that's... That's something to think about. I mean, I mean, it's nothing really uh, groundbreaking or anything like that, but I guess it's another possibility. I know, of course, many people who have encountered extraterrestrials were brought on inside craft. We've heard those stories a number of times, but maybe sometimes some extraterrestrials take that uh, little extra measure to make it seem like, well, we'll just recreate the environment. And really, the people that they, like the rest of the family members that aren't being uh, affected, perhaps, uh, people that aren't getting abducted, they're they're, you're, the, the person who is abducted is, is seeing them on a loop like say someone falls asleep in a chair they're really not sleeping in a chair just that that's what they're being shown it's being superimposed inside the or it's being recreated in a holographic image inside of the craft itself and the person doesn't realize they're inside of a craft even though everything looks like uh, the, their, their actual environment that, in which they live just an, just something I, I wanted to, I just something I wanted to throw out there uh, I thought it was interesting I never heard that before like like someone's actually this person actually said it felt like they were in their room and a spacecraft at the same time and they couldn't understand it this is the first time I heard something like that and it's something to uh, think about okay and now uh, moving on uh, I want to talk about something else here too that I thought was uh, interesting to talk about it's the uh, about crash retrievals uh you know, one of the things that you hear a lot from debunkers, and I've talked about this recently, is the fact that you, you hear that uh, that 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 it is that there's no way they're gonna these things are gonna come all the way here and then crash. Well, I I think that's hogwash. Of course, I uh, as I pointed out before, I think that technology could fail. Doesn't matter how advanced you are, technology could fail sometimes, and things could crash. But and also, I think it needs to be pointed out though that these things could be Trojan horses. These things could be controlled crashes. It's just a setup. It's just a, a way to infiltrate uh, our society, our society, to figure us out. I mean, th- that's something that needs to be talked about more. I, I really believe that it's very possible. Like, for instance, uh, say the Aztec UFO crash from 1948. Okay, what if that was controlled? What if that was just one big setup just to get inside the, uh, the, the to get in the ins- inside our government to get inside information to figure us out to feel to figure out how we tick? I think that that's something too that you don't you don't hear ever. The bunkers won't even consider these kind of things because to them it seems too insane, too crazy, right? They can't think outside the box. To them, it's like oh oh, there's no way because I'm good travel here a uh, hundred million. Light years through space and then they're gonna crash you're gonna be crazy well maybe that's not really what's happening in a lot of cases maybe sometimes it does i think it does right i think it would i think again i believe technology fails but it could be that these are just what what's happening here is that it's all done on purpose right it's all done on purpose and i think that's something that we need to uh consider here we need to start thinking about that because i do believe that some of these crashes could have been controlled controlled crashes i mean who the beings that people find i mean throwaways i mean if they're biological robots like as suggested by gary nolan then who these beings who are controlling them it doesn't matter to them if they lose them there's no they don't care right it's all a setup 
for whatever reason, for whatever purpose. It's just to infiltrate us, to figure us out from the inside. Who's Because the people who are going to recover uh, these craft, they already know. These beings would already know. It's going to be people at the top of this uh, power structure here, right? And that's where they want to get to. That's where they want. That's a, that, that's where they would want to infiltrate, right? They're, they're not worried about the 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 yohos sitting out there like in the middle of Pennsylvania like I am right now. They don't care about us as much, right? Uh, they'll they'll use us for their other uh, if they want to abduct us for what for their other uh, purposes or whatever you know experiments or, or or hybridization program or whatever. But the the if they want to get into inside the government and start controlling us from the inside, right? They would want to go to the very top, and the way to get to the top is to smash down your flying saucer. Throw a couple of dead aliens in there, maybe a live one too. But it, all it's infer, but, but it's only, but all it is is a way to get inside, to figure out who's in control, who's in charge, all of that, and who knows what else. I think it's something that we need to consider and think about because it it could be something that uh, uh, I believe is is happening, or has happened. Um, also, I want to point out I had received a, uh, a message today. Uh, from somebody and i want to i want to address this because i i don't think this is true i received a message on spotify from somebody who uh claims that uh i only like i, I that, that i debunk any everything that happens outside of the united states which i that's totally false actually ray bainbridge who has commented before on stuff he says uh, he was commenting on this uh solway spaceman photograph uh pause podcast that i did uh, the most recent one uh for the episode uh, the men in black who investigated the solway spaceman photograph i suggested that it could have been the guy's wife i don't know for sure but i'm suggesting that suggesting that it could have been the guy's wife who was in that picture and they just forgot and ray says uh they have a they have a double that apparently appeared in an australian nuclear test site on the same day so he was talking there's more to the story I, like i pointed out i said there was more to the article and i and i did leave a link to it I didn't get into the whole thing. And he said, he, then he writes, I always find that you try and debunk anything outside of the United States. Oh, that's not true. That's just not true. And there's a lot of different cases outside of the United States that I'm, that I think are extraterrestrial for certain. Uh, I mean, I think that the uh, Rendlesham forest, for instance, I believe that that's extra, that was extraterrestrial. I don't think it was anything else, but extraterrestrial. That's what I believe it is. That's my, after all the research that I've, all the stuff I've read on it, all the, 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 the reports, the Colonel, halt the, the the tapes all of that stuff i think rendlesham forest for certain was extraterrestrials that's me doesn't make me right but that's what i say i what the aerial school i talk about that in just about every other episode i mentioned it i think that's the biggest case of all time and that most certainly was not in the united states that was in africa in zimbabwe uh so i and there's many other cases uh, i i don't try to debunk I don't think uh, debunk everything outside of the United States. That's that's absurd. So I don't know, Ray, what you're talking about. Uh, I I think that this uh, extraterrestrial phenomenon is worldwide. Um, so I I just don't agree with that assessment. So anyway, I just wanted to point that out. Uh, but thanks for the comment anyway. Uh, but no, I, I I me a debunker. <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, uh, here's the thing. I'm a realist. I'm a, I, I, I mean, if there's something out there, there's things here in the United States that I, if there's something out there that I don't think is extraterrestrial, I'll say it, as everyone knows. I'm just trying to be realistic about certain things. 
like I, I for instance I don't I, I think the skinny Bob videos are fake I just that's my feeling on it. I, I believe that the the uh, the alien autopsy that was fake for sure I said it was fake at the time in 1996 uh, when it was released but it was the the guy who put it out later said it was fake himself 13 years later I mean there's some things out there that are almost obviously uh, not extraterrestrial uh, and we need the uh, when 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 they're not extraterrestrial we can't people uh, people who study this aren't just gonna shouldn't shouldn't anyway shouldn't say oh I still think it's extraterrestrial if you see Starlink floating around you can't just you know it's Starlink it's not extraterrestrial so I I don't know I I, I th- this phenomenon is something that happens throughout the throughout the world not just in the United States and most certainly I don't try to debunk everything I I some things I'm skeptical of but at the same time I already I there's extraterrestrials here for sure no question about it. and there are a lot of cases throughout the world uh not just here in the united states i'm not i, I don't say that uh, uh for instance like uh I, yeah i think that the vegas alien stuff i think that's real i don't i don't i don't believe that that is a hoax i think there's other stories right now going on in other parts of the world that need more investigation for instance the the uh, the uh invest the attacks by extraterrestrials in peru right now that's something I, I i want more information on that i've been following it but i just there's not enough out there yet i want i want more on that uh and, and of course, you know, I'm talking about the, uh, and, and I guess the other thing you're probably thinking here is because I was talking about Jaime Masson recently about the re- uh, revelation that these beings are aliens uh, that he showed during that Mexico UFO hearing recently. Well, I, I have, Jaime Masson has a record. He has a past. He has, there's a history and there, there, there there's some baggage there. There's, you know, so you, you have to be, you, you'd be, it'd be stupid to just, oh yeah, uh, that's real. I don't know that for sure. He presented some people on there that I think we need more people. We need, uh, and it looks like we are going to get it. There's some things going on right now. It looks like we're going to get some more investigation of that. I, I, it'd be great if these are alien beings. I hope that they are. You know, I, I want to see, I'd like to see Jaime Masson, you know, receive some sort of a vindication uh, because I, I like this, you know, when you look at his earlier research, it was fantastic. He he really dug up some great UFO videos that were that were captured by various uh, residents of Mexico in, in the, throughout the 90s. It was fantastic. It would show up on documentaries. He was great. And then, the, of course, the Roswell Slides incident happened. I did not like the circus-like atmosphere that he created over that. And I have issues with that. So I just want to see some more information on this before I start, you know, saying, yeah, well, yeah, that's, they're aliens. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what they are. I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, I just want to go through, uh, be, I want to focus on this. Uh, uh, some of the, I, I, I asked the question for, for, in the, for that late recent episode, what do you believe is a likely explanation for the Solway Spaceman photograph? on spotify and i have received some answers here um fred says just a kid when i saw this in some magazine it scared the crap out of me it's just too weird to be made up in 1964 those shoulders and shape ain't no woman mib monitor other ets twilight zone like uh and then 4dvzjsgozcbip9fv K5K7CHUA. What a great name. What a great name. <laughs> that person says probably a cloaked extraterrestrial. Okay, David, he says it's his wife 
The white helmet is actually the moon. If you take out the girl and look up the moon phases for that day, it looks like a helmet. Coincidence? Rob Aldrich says it's a bleed over from the, the dimension adjacent to ours, which is what sightings such as Sasquatch actually are. They've always shared this world with us and can come over here under cer- certain circumstances. David Richardson says uh, the, the guy was probably thinking of... Oh, David Richardson's talking about uh, something that was stated... I talked about... I was reading an article uh, about this uh, spaceman, Solway spaceman, and, and in that article, it was mentioned that uh, that maybe... Because the, 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 the men in black uh, that showed up after the uh, hoopla surrounding the Solway spaceman, the, the men in black referred to themselves as number, like number 11 and number number nine and the guy and the writer of the article said well that person probably got it from uh james bond movies or the tv show the prisoner and i pointed out in the podcast that the prisoner didn't air until 1967 so it couldn't have been that because that was what that was three years later but anyway david richardson says the guy was probably thinking of secret agent or aka danger danger man with patrick mcguin patrick mcguin was the star of the prisoner and also secret agent or aka danger man uh uh, so that's what he was saying. Yeah, the guy, who, the writer, probably just made that that error. And then Terence uh, Finan says a twist to the tale: the UK, where we're going to fire a rocket in Australia, it may be nuclear. The spaceman appeared. They were the double of the spaceman in the picture. Yeah, there was something with rockets getting fired. There was more to that story than what I talked about in that podcast. I didn't want to get into all of it. I, I was that was something. There was more to that that happened afterward. Uh, but there were there were uh, rockets getting fired nearby. Some people say that it might have had something to do with that. But anyway, I also had a poll on this one because I, there were two questions I wanted to ask, and I could only you could only have one poll and one question. So I asked one in a question format where you had to write out the uh, your answer, and I did a poll. Uh, and there's 48 votes so far, and I asked this question: Who are the men in black who visited the Templeton family in 1964 to ask questions about the Solway spaceman picture? Uh, so far, yeah, 48 votes with uh, 26 days left. Three people or 6.3 percent say hoaxers. Four people or 8.3 percent say weird, nerdy LARPs. Um, uh, 14 people or 29.2% say extraterrestrials and 27 people or 56.3% say government agents wow you know I, I just don't know I don't know I, like I was saying in that episode I, at one point I ruled out government agents but then I'm thinking you know what I think in some cases maybe men in black are government agents I mean think about think about this if you're gonna if you're gonna uh when you have uh, someone investigating UFOs from the government, especially a case like this, right? I mean, you're going to say you send out agents and you say, yeah, we're from the Air Force and we want to investigate this and blah, blah, blah. And then the uh, newspapers get a hold of this and they say, oh, yeah, the Air Force is investigating the Solway Spaceman and uh, they sent out their special team out there to investigate it. Well, it's going to, that's going to stick in people's minds then. Um, so uh, maybe it might have been decided a long time ago, time ago, back in the late 40s, early 50s, different government governments of the world. In some certain cases, when they want to investigate things, they send out men in black, people dressed up in these 
black suits ask weird questions on purpose it's all by design because in this way when people tell the story about the agents that came to them no one's going to believe them for in a lot of the cases because it sounds too crazy it sounds too crazy um that's that's possible you know i i was reading uh some of this uh uh, Donald Kehoe's flying saucers from outer space. Donald Kehoe, of course, was a retired uh, Marine Corps who studied UFOs back in the uh, 1950s, put out a lot of books. He's basically the first uh, UFO investigator, the first big-time UFO investigator, was an insider, had a lot of infor- inside uh, uh, information. He was ma- In this book, Flying Saucers from Outer Space, Kehoe talked about like this. Uh, he he was talking with different uh, Pentagon insiders at the time, and he, and he would write about it in these in these books that he was publishing in the throughout the fifties, and and he also he talked about the one of the most famous cases, the uh, Flatwoods Monster case. Uh, and here he at this time in this book, he, it wasn't referred to that; it was referred to as something else. But I just want to read this little section. It was uh, it happened. Uh, uh, it says here, of all the eerie saucer stories, this was the weirdest. There is good evidence that this was merely a case of auto-suggestion and hysteria, but it has some peculiar ang- angles. The action took place near Sutton, West Virginia, on the night of September 12th. Early that evening, a glowing object was seen by thousands of people as it flashed over the state. Among those who saw it near Sutton were Mrs. Kathleen May, her three young boys, and a 17-year-old National Guardsman, Gene Lemon. Though they couldn't be sure, they thought they saw something land on a nearby hill. It was dark when they climbed the slope, and Gene Lemon turned on his flashlight. The first thing they noticed was an unpleasant, suffocating odor. As they neared the spot where the object seemed to have landed, two shining eyes were reflected in the light. Thinking it was a raccoon on a limb, young Lemon caught it in the beam. The light fell squarely on a huge figure at least nine feet tall with a sweaty red face and protruding eyes about a foot apart. As the light fell on it, the monster's body glowed a dull green. Then with an odd hissing sound, it started toward them. Terrified, Mrs. May and the boys fled down the hill. While Mrs. May was phoning the sheriff, her mother noticed a queer, oily substance on the boys' faces. Soon after this, their throats began to swell. Later, it was suggested that the monster had sprayed the boys with some kind of gas, but in the excitement, Mrs. May could not be certain. When the sheriff arrived, the fog was settling over the hillside. Twice he tried to get his dogs to lead him to the spot where the monster had been seen. Each time they ran away howling, and he gave up until morning. During the night, the lemon boy became seriously ill, almost in convulsions. His throat, like those of the May boys, were was strangely inflamed and swollen. Later, a doctor compared the effects with those of mustard gas. Just after sunrise, according to a Sutton school board member, a strange machine took off from the hilltop. When the sheriff and his men searched the area, they found tracks on the ground, the grass grass mashed flat, and bits of what looked like black plastic. There was no trace of the fearful-looking creature Mrs. May and the boys had described. Uh, And anyway... It was at one point it was suggested that there were two guys uh says here uh one of uh, uh Kehoe's uh, sources told him that uh nobody was sent from the air uh, from the air force to look investigate this but at the same time there was uh, uh there were people sent secretly in the guise of uh reporters for a magazine 
So I think that that's what happens sometimes. Like, now that story is never that hasn't been confirmed, right? It, it wasn't confirmed in this, but that's what he was hearing. There's more to this than than that, more to this story than that. But I highly recommend this book if you don't have it. But it's uh, it's interesting that it was it was thought that there were uh, government officials that were sent, but they pretend that they were working for a magazine. And the reason for this, right, was because they didn't want the like in the event that it turned out that they had that the government had to tell the rest of the uh, world the rest of the country that hey these saucers are from uh, uh from outer space these are beings from outer space coming here right then people would remember this flatwood story and say yeah the the air force investigated that seriously but by not investigating it seriously by but not investigating it at all apparently it they, they that may, that that makes it look like there was really nothing to this story that those people were just seeing a raccoon and and they just it was uh mass hysteria uh, so that that's why they did that they would send out agents and have them in the guise of someone else pretending oh yeah we're from a magazine we're doing a story could you tell and that's how they gathered information apparently now that wasn't kehoe didn't confirm that but that was the suspicion that they did the air force did send out some agents uh, pretending to be writers for a magazine so i think in some cases yes uh, they are government agents and maybe sometimes they do act strange but then sometimes like when you you knew some of these stories like uh the the johnny sand story for instance there's some some men in black stories these things uh they they're they're i'm not think i don't think they were agents they're not agents this apparently there's something bigger going on here uh for all we know the 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 guys that showed up to the uh asking the templeton's questions uh, and f- about the Solway spaceman, I think that it's possible that they could have been extraterrestrial. They could have been. We we just don't know. We're not. St- I think in some cases, like I always say, I think in some cases it's extraterrestrial. I think in some cases it could be government agents. We just don't know. Anyway, I want to say uh, thank you for joining me. Until next time. <laughs>